reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Patrol podcast. I'm your host Scott Coles, and with me, as always, it is Murray Fox. And this week we are looking at Doom Patrol number 118 with a cover date of April 1968. Actually, the cover says March. Does yours say March? Yeah, mine says April. That's weird. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm reading it from the the showcase. Okay. And the reprint of the cover they have here is March. Huh. Yeah, I've got the I've got the comic and it's like April. Huh. Inside it says March April. Ah, there you so go. So it's like one of those. Well, this was a book that was published like it was what? bi-monthly, yeah. Yeah, bi-monthly. Sometimes they had them like eight times a year or something, which was Yeah. But this looks like it was actually bi-monthly. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Weird. Maybe there are issues out there that say March. Wow. Sure. Cool. Wow. Either way, <laughs> it's one right. of those months. We got another freaky Bob Brown cover. Yeah. We have uh, a big, huge portrait of split personality Madame Rouge. Uh-huh. And uh, the rest of the Doom Patrol swooning and uh, <laughs> cursing her. Like you, like you do, because she yeah. is... Look at the chief. He is just... <laughs> I know. He's either in the throes of ecstasy or he is <laughs> extremely upset. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It's hard to see what's going on <laughs> under that blanket on his legs. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Best not to ask. Well, whatever's going on there, Rita can't bear to look. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully he's wearing <laughs> pants. <laughs> he's yeah. always, he, I've never thought about it. I guess he's always blanketed, isn't he? He is. Yeah, usually, yeah. He could he's be like... Chair. He could be in his boxers or... Naked, for all we know. <laughs> I mean, other than, like, his suit jacket. <laughs> That'd be funny, eh? He's just always running around, no pants on. <laughs> yes. Pants inhibit my thinking process. That's right. Do not judge me. From the waist up, I am very dapper and debonair. From the waist down... Party time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. boy. Okay, so we turn to... Ooh, the splash pages. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Wacky. <laughs> Whatever's going going on on the cover is one thing, and then what's going on in the uh, splash page? Completely different thing. Totally. There's this dude with some funky goggles who looks like one of those uh, visible men toys, you know, where yes. you can see all the organs and body parts and, and stuff underneath his transparent skin. Uh huh. And wow. he's yeah, he's got quite a look. He's all green, except for the purple goggles. <laughs> he says, the power of light is mine, and with it, control over all men. The power to give light or take it, to turn night and day upside down, to halt the growth of all living things, to turn all the world's population into so many blind mice. For I am Videx, monarch of light. <laughs> he aims high, though. Totally. Dang. <laughs> If you think this is a mad science story, you're right. If you think this is just another mad science story, you couldn't be wronger. 
Wow. So it's like not you. just like any other mad scientist story. That's right. So how those two things connect, we're not sure, but we'll find out. They have Madame Rouge problems, and they have Mydex Monarch of Lake problems. <laughs> Start off with the Doom Patrol in the uh, danger room, practicing stuff. Beast Boys beat a doof and falling off a, uh, a trapeze bar <laughs> on his butt. Uh, somebody's been uh, sabotaging the, uh, the danger room. Somebody put a clothesline in front of the boxing, the, the uh, what's that called? The, the boxing bag, the heavy bag. The uh, oh yeah, the punching bag thing. The punching bag, yeah. It's he's got like, pantyhose all wrapped around him. He falls, so he falls over when the, uh, the heavy bag hits him. Right. Somebody left bobby pins or you know, hair pins all over the place, and they're sticking to Native Man. <laughs> he's a big magnet. <laughs> Oh, boy. And, of course, this, this is what is the problem with Madame Rouge. That's right. She's just very, she's a very messy roommate. (laughs) Who knew? uh, Who knew she was like Oscar Madison? Yep. (laughs) Goes to pull the the clothesline down out of the wall, but (laughs) it turns out it's not attached to the wall at all. It's attached to the stereo and all of their uh, 45s and... (laughs) <laughs> and it's, it's actually, that's his stereo, too. My hi-fi set and about to my rare Dixieland records. I'll kill that dame. Let's <laughs> the Dixieland at this point. Oh, boy. Interesting. Later later on in the Morrison run, he, he uh, talks about being really big into jazz. There you go. Did Dixieland come before jazz? I think so. I don't, I'm not a music guy, so uh, listeners, chime in. Tell us. Which came first, the Dixieland or the Jazz? <laughs> but anyway, in the Morrison run, he's a, he's a big Louis Armstrong fan. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. Everybody's complaining and complaining. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this is the last draw. Where is that Dane? And, uh, down in the danger of the control room there, the chief's there. He's called Madame Rouge. She says, you wish to see me now? It is important. He <laughs> says, we say importante. <laughs> Come in. And he's listening to, I'm not sure, is it Morse code, I guess? The computer's doing its uh, <laughs> computing noises, I guess. Uh-huh. So they briefly recap Madame Rouge's origins where she was a Paris uh, acting star, and then she got in a car accident, and she was saved by the brain of Mr. Mala. That doesn't look creepy at all, eh? The, no. the monkey, the girl <laughs> in the, uh, the doctor suit, just sort of <laughs> open mouth over top of her. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <just like> mouth breathing. <laughs> and they gave her fantastic powers, but also... They gave uh, her evil. They gave her evil brainage. <laughs> And so uh, he says, she's like, I don't want to think about it. He's like, well, I have to. I have to talk about it because you'll see why. So then he explains how he used his uh, technology to laser good thoughts into her brain. And uh, she says, yes, yes, yes. 
So what's the matter then? Why are all these... And who, are, who is this who radios you all morning? <laughs> oh, and it turns out he's been talking to the brain. Bloop the bloop. <laughs> bloop the bloop bloop. I am ready to talk now, brain. Very good, Monsieur Chief. Then I shall repeat my offer. This is my proposition. You will return Madame Rouge to us, and... She said, <laughs> There'll be no end. This woman is not negotiable. <laughs> and in return, I will spare your life. <laughs> no, he won't. That's not the way the brain works. <laughs> well, you know, he, he, may, he may change his mind for a change. Maybe. He's like, well, I got this dude. He wants to join the Brotherhood. He says, uh, you know, he'd kill you to get a, get a chance at uh, being in the Brotherhood. <laughs> He's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> He's like, we shall see. First, it will be a mere warning, but the second time will be for keeps. I hope you will see the light, my friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there we go. Light, huh? He's hinting. Oh, totally. Or it would be foreshadowing if they hadn't blown that on page one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is just confirmation. So she's, of course, saying, no, no, I should surrender myself. He's like, don't be stupid. <laughs> I didn't waste all that uh, science on you to uh, just throw you back to the wolves. <laughs> That's right. Rigging up the uh, paintings is expensive work with brain control lasers. That's right. Uh, she says, oh, you sweet fool. Let me go, darling. You must let me go. And that's when Cliff chooses to walk in. He's like, you heard the lady. Let her go. <laughs> are we running up to Paris YWCA? We stuck on every cup. Wet stockings in my face. Why don't you just call us the Dame Patrol? <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting, well, he's getting perturbed. He's like smashing up cheap expensive uh, machinery. Totally. And Blaine blows every fuse in the uh, headquarters. <laughs> Don't black out. Whoops. But really, I mean, nylon's everywhere. You can understand. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Nylon's enraged me <laughs> to no end. <laughs> so, uh, they're trying to light the, a match to see where they're, what's going on, but the, the matches won't light. Who knows? Blown fuges, wet matches, a pack of incompetence here. I've got a flashlight. Click, 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 and it doesn't work. Crazy town. The whole town's blacked out. I guess it wasn't Cliff's fault at all. <laughs> well, unless the chief's computer is hooked up to the whole town, which, you know, would not... <laughs> it's possible, I suppose. <laughs> which would not surprise me at all. But I think you're right. It is probably something else. Bidex. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> that name, that sounds like a like a pharmaceutical rub or something. It's like it's like, it's like you put it in your eyes to Yeah, uh, totally eye drops. Put a red eye or whatever. <laughs> uh so Cliff's going, Well how do you find a guy who can turn out all the lights when he wherever he wants? He says, you just find him, that's all. With what, Junior? You need built in radar like a bat. Well duh. <laughs> so he turns into creepy little Garlogan bat <laughs> with the conveniently furry genitals. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, he'd be hanging way out. Totally. 
So he's zipping around, zipping around. Oh, no, he finds <laughs> crazy-looking Vitex guy. Uh, yeah. How come we never seen this guy again? Yeah, you would have thought this guy would have been ripe for the uh, for the reimagining. Yeah, or at least, you know, to die on one page of Crisis or something yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I am Videx, Master of Light, ruler of the spectrum, and with this moment I begin my reign. <laughs> and this boy's like, oh, jeez. I gotta get back and tell the guys. <laughs> so he turns himself into a... So he, but instead of telling the guys... He turns himself into an eagle because he thinks he's going to attack creepy brain dude. <laughs> he goes after him and Vitex, of course, shoots him with, like, lasers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he burned me, but good. Better flap on home. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is funny looking at the cars. It's like... Yeah, how did they get that... <laughs> Like they're they're literally like gridlocked in, so tight. Like they would have had to just keep going blindly, regardless of what was going on, until they hit something. It's like that game. What is it? Rush Hour. That's what it is. Where all the cars where you are like the cars around. Yeah, yeah. Get they're all mushed up. Whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> There's no logical way that the cars would end up. Yeah. In this pattern, but. Uh, <laughs> but it happened. That's all right. And none of them are look like to be, look to be very damaged either. No, okay. they've all just been... So they slowly, slowly <laughs> crept into this position. That's right. <laughs> uh, and at the hospital, disaster strikes. No emergency power. They can't... They're, they're in the middle of surgery. Meanwhile, in the office of the mayor... What do you mean you don't know what it is, Professor? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> He's just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a doctor, not a miracle worker. If it's guesses you want, get a fortune teller or a genius. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of fortune telling geniuses there we go back to Patrol headquarters <laughs> the chief is bandaging up uh, Beast Boy's wounds his, <laughs> his laser wounds <laughs> you're killing me you bearded monster <laughs> I'm the bearded monster <laughs> oh boy oh dear oh boy and uh, the lights come back on so like oh that was the warning I guess so now what are we going to do we don't have a single lead. Beast Boy's like, sure we do. All we got to do is look for a guy walking around with his insides on the outside. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and she's like, wait a second. Of course, whatever he, what he says spins the off into. I can, I totally solved this problem now. <laughs> <laughs> his control over light rays must be related to his body condition. Now, if I can figure out the latter, the former... Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, ah, whatever. I'll figure it out. Totally. Uh, so the following day at school, uh, big bully guy's making fun of... Of uh, Gar there. Of Gar there, yeah. Because that's what he does. That's right. Wow. Hasn't he already shamed this guy once or twice before? Like, <sighs> like a, a race or whatever? I think so, because we've seen... Uh, I don't know. We've seen Jillian before, so... Uh, yeah. Could be that we've seen the bully before. So anyway, he's making fun of guard. The girl doesn't like it. That's right. This is in her pre-punk days. <laughs> That's right. And now she so she walks him home. 
and he's like, did you ask me to walk you home only to spite Warren Hole in the header? And he's sitting there Hollander. What do you think? <laughs> Let's see. I'm the youngest guy in class, the second shortest, and I've got a personality like a tiger with a toothache. <laughs> also, I inherited a million bucks when I'm 21, so I'm irresistible. <laughs> you left out one thing. You've got an uglier soul than even Warren Hollander, and she smacks him in the face. All right. Right in the face. That'll learn him. That's right. Nice job, Gary. You joked yourself out of a sweetheart, wise guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So, meanwhile, at the Doom Patrol headquarters, you figured it out. I've got it. the identity of Vitex. The man we want is Jalmar Lichtmeister. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that guy was destined to be a supervillain. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, for Wait. that name alone, he should have been brought back. I know. He just call, he, why not just call himself Lickmeister? Oh. <laughs> like it's, it, it literally says what you are already, Lightmaster. There yeah. you go. It's German. Figure it out. <laughs> he would have been great on the uh, Justice League Antarctica. <laughs> I don't know. He takes himself way too seriously, calling himself the monarch and all that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway... So who is he? He's like a man who thought he had conquered invisibility. <laughs> well, he kind of did, just only his skin. That's right. so sad. <laughs> wow. He found it, the chief found his theories sloppy but interesting. Unfortunately, the debate became personal and heated, and he had to be forcibly removed from the debate. So he started working secretly and testing stuff on himself. That's right. That's when his skin became invisible. <laughs> And gross. Yeah, that's going to suck. So he knows where his old lab was. They're going to go check it out. Da, 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 da. They, of course, bust into the lab, and there's dude. So not only does he have power over light and invisible skin, he's also incredibly strong because he's whipping around an ivy like nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> See, in here, he's colored differently. It's weird. Like, on that first page, he's all green. Yeah. But in here, he's uh, white to his knees, and then from the knees down, he's kind of flesh-colored. It's, uh, it's a really weird look. Yeah, it's got to be tough to uh, color. <laughs> I mean, you'd think you'd all be sort of reddish. Red and uh, yeah. pinky and... Gross. And that might, might have been too much for the comics code of the day. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. So anyway, he uh, takes a swing at them with the I-beam. They're like, whoa. And then he shoots black light at them so they can't see. And uh, Vitex grabs a hold of Cliff and goes to huck him across the room, but then Rita grows her hand real big and slaps him in the face. That's right. Grabs Cliff with the other hand. Larry (laughs) sends Negative Man out to to go after Vitex. (laughs) That's quite a pose. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> He's really going out. He's mad. Maybe man is angry. So what are you doing? Stop, Ed man. He goes for it, but Vitex shoots him with the laser. Oh, no. Right through the middle. Puts a big hole in him, and he's going up. Yeah. Which is a scream, but you can't hear him because he doesn't talk. So <laughs> really wide open. That's right, the silent scream. They think, oh, no, he's killed Larry. No, he's not dead. Negative Man's crawling back to Larry. He's hurt bad, though. <laughs> crawling back with a ginormous hole. A hole in his belly, yeah. <laughs> it's 
awesome. Excellent. So yeah, Larry's in rough shape, but they have to figure out how they're going to escape. So Cliff grabs a big engine. Or uh, like a, a big turbine, I think. Dynamo? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just that it just happens to be sitting there, of course, and uh, <laughs> it up and hucks it at the uh, Videx. First, we'll move this to make room for the piano. And the dude's like, what piano? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh. And then he uh, grabs the, tries to grab the I-beam that uh, he beat them with, but I guess it's really heavy. <laughs> Too heavy for the robot, but... Uh... <laughs> the portly mad scientist can grab it no problem <laughs> yeah but oh he just picks it up and uses it as a, as a pole vault <laughs> to uh boot Vitex in the face <laughs> but he sees him coming oddly enough and ducks out of the way and just goes shooting at the wall through the window <laughs> and into the street and the entire building collapses <laughs> That, is some... that was one of the structural beams from the building. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have pulled it out to swipe at the doom floor with it. But <laughs> there you go. Down comes the building. Yep. It's like, how? Now what? Did your little light bulb finally give out? <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly the, the rubble starts glowing and boom! My next bursts out. He's all crackling with electricity and photons. Right on. He's like, you hear me on this portable TV, Chief? I've held this guy off as long as I can. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Always quit when the job's half done. That's clippy. So, the Doom Patrol always boggles me because they always leave, like, right in the middle of a fight. <laughs> just to give the bad guy to rampage, do whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, we go back to headquarters, and yet Larry's paralyzed. They don't know how bad it is until he becomes conscious. And then Cliff's doing the old, no! <laughs> That's he's raising right. his fists to the sky. He's like, ah, but there's no way we can strike back at that Bidex. He holds all the cards. And of course, the chief says, all but what? I think I found the ace of Trump. <laughs> all you Euchre players out there. There you go. Six years ago, I set out to counter Lichtmeister's theory, and the product was an anti-invisibility gun. I'd never had anything to test it on until now. <laughs> Look at the size of this thing. He just kept this giant laser sitting around. In its own little room. <laughs> it's little, just in case they ever came across an invisible guy that they had to anti-invisible. <laughs> that chief, his mind works in mysterious ways. That's right. He's like a pack rat. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take six men to carry. He's like, whatever, I'll carry it myself. <laughs> Big macho man picks up the giant gun. So they go and uh, they're about to go after and find Vitex, but I guess he comes to find them. He's interrupting the sun's light with layers of blackness. <laughs> oh. And then he shoots light bombs, bright naked light, enough to blind us completely. Ah. But Garlo turns into the bat again so he can find his way around by sound. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> He's telling them where to go. He's like, Rita, stop, open manhole. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so they get out there with the big anti-invisibility gun, and uh, Gar tells him where to aim, and he shoots it. And he's like, ah, I guess it didn't really 
killing that bad. Said, Another taste of the laser beam should finish you both. And he drops him <laughs> with the laser. <laughs> and he coincidentally melted both of his feet to the ground so he can't <laughs> run away. <laughs> That's all right. That won't bother Cliff. He'll just take yeah, off his legs and his feet off crawl the around. Yeah. <laughs> so Rita takes the gun. She grows real big and she's using all Rambo style. She's just blasting everywhere because you can't right. see it. Jeez, I hope those anti-invisibility rays don't actually hurt any other people like, <laughs> That's right. that aren't invisible. <laughs> uh, but every time they hit him with the invisibility beam, the anti-invisibility beam, he's growing bigger and bigger. Yeah, he's become huge. Stop, turn it off. It's making him invisible, too. I can't turn it off. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Ghostbusters up in this thing. She's totally. like shooting this thing. Shh. Turn away from him then. He's as big as a mountain and completely invisible. How do they know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's completely invisible. How do you know he's how big he is? She's <laughs> yeah. really goofed this time, they say. And suddenly, down he comes. Loads in a, a big thing of light. Normal light returns and suddenly the invisible man, the giant invisible man, hopefully not naked. Ooh, yeah. Awkward. <laughs> oh no, he's got he's got boxes on. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. A hairy, hairy back. Oh. <laughs> see, that's why he wanted to be invisible. That's why he wanted to be invisible, so no one could see his hairy back. Because <laughs> this was before the days of laser commercials, where you could right, flexing and uh, that's right, landscaping and all that jazz. Uh huh. Uh huh. In the days before all that, you had to. <laughs> You had to turn yourself invisible to not have people see your hair. <laughs> That's right. So they win, and then they go back to the lab where uh, the chief's trying a new... He's got a little cap there, a hair-drying cap. He's going to put it on Larry to see if he can see his thoughts. That's what Larry needs. He needs a perm. <laughs> <laughs> so they put it up, they put this helmet on him, and on, it, it basically it turns it, it turns the one screen into a big light bright. <laughs> And there's a picture of Larry doing the, uh, you know, the, the victory yeah. hands over his head. Woohoo! Like, yeah, we're all cool. <laughs> and then he shows that he makes a picture of some a, a fist punching robot man in the head. <laughs> what a jerk! He's not. Uh, he's not. He can't even move, and he's still threatening us. And he's still uh, picking on poor old Cliff. <laughs> So later on, we have Madame Rouge. She's like, I have to leave. This will happen again and again as long as I'm here. <laughs> He's like, no, stay. Don't be a jerk. That's right. We can rebuild the danger room. <laughs> you can put As your... long as there is breath in my body. Uh, the following day at school. Uh, what's her name? Ginny? Jilly. Jillian. Yeah. yeah. Jillian confronts... Guard says she's been a jerk. Like that's what I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna win a lot. And she gives him a big kiss. Oh no, he's right in front of all the peeps. <laughs> and he runs off. He runs away. What? Oh, man, what's going on with that kid? He gets what he wants, and still, yeah, he's not happy. He is afraid of girls. He is afraid of girls. Big little little girly man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. What a that's weird end. Yeah, he runs off. And he, there we go. <laughs> oh my, that is a strange ending. It is. <laughs> I guess they was like, oh geez, we got two more, we got, we got a page left, what are we going to do? Uh, Beast Boy. There we go. Let's, we go. Let's go with Beast Boy. 
he's very popular. So all the girls, all the Doom Patrol readers who are girls want to see him kissing other girls. I guess. They can pretend it's them. Yes, they can pretend that they're kissing a green-skinned. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, apparently the chicks in the 60s were, were digging him hard for it. So, hey, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they were weird Far be it for chicks. me to judge. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. All righty. Then we get, let me see, we got a direct occurrence here. What's on sale in D.C. at this time? Bomb by the Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah. The Spectres series is still going. Number three. Ooh, Spectre and Wildcat are fighting some. All right. Yeah, yeah. Wildcat's cool. Yes. Some guy who's atom bombing the city. Spectre and Wildcat are taking them on. How is Wildcat fighting a dude that can atom bomb a city? I don't know. Wildcat is all, like, squished up in a big force field above the city and... Oh, I see. They had to get Wildcat out of the way, because otherwise he would have totally pulled their plans. <laughs> totally. Let me see. We got Metamorpho. All right. This is... Oh, it's almost at the end of its run there. Metamorpho's uh, on trial from some... Well, you know, it didn't really matter. For being ugly? <laughs> totally. He's a freak. Ah, uh, let me see. The Creeper... Ooh, I think this is the first, uh, the first creeper. Showcase number 73. Yep, I got that one. Do you really? Very cool. Beware the creeper. Get cool, baby. Yes. Yes. And what else? Ooh, Batman 200. Ooh, wow, that was... that. It's a big, that's a milestone, and yet it was so long ago. I know, (laughs) wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because they were... 200 issues by the 60. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And where... They got up to how far before they started it all over again? They hit 700 at least. Yeah, I was gonna... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seem to recall. At least. Seven, uh, eight. Maybe I'm mixing it up with Detective Comics. Either way, it was up there. Yeah, for sure. But 200. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Alrighty, that's it for... Uh, Ads and stuff. Oh, no, there's one little half-page ad for Hawk and Dove. Oh, yeah. Steve Ditko, like lightning, strikes again. Alrighty, coming soon. Very cool that they were actually, like, using Ditko's name in the ad. Like, uh... Well, yeah, he was a big deal. He was, I mean, as as he should be. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Alrighty, well, that... Is it? Alrighty, we will we'll see. Be, yeah, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. In the meantime, you can send us an email. Uh, our email address is doompodtroll at gmail dot com, where you can head on over to our website, which is also doompodtroll dot com, where we have all our episodes up and there are little comment threads for you to comment upon. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, we will catch you all later. Yipper, bye bye.